Hey, it's Saturday, July 16th, and this is episode 8 of The Slayers of Boredom Podcast. Oh, whoa. Really got you straight away, huh? Damn, I'm sorry. Cool. It's going to be one of them. Well, we're enjoying it, some, it juice, might be. some juice bottles. Everybody understands where we're coming from that's not watching the video. Yeah, just one or two. Yeah, that's it. Not three, but mm-hmm. maybe four. I always thought that'd be a good joke. Look, I'll have one of I'll I'll one, maybe two beers. I promise I won't go to three. Maybe four. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's hilarious because we've all been there. Well, speaking we of podcasts, I've been listening to David Spade and uh, Dana Carvey's Fly on the Wall podcast. Really? It's I mainly with SNL SNL characters and stuff. Like they just bring them on there and talk about their SNL days and like I don't know. Um but That's I cool. found that uh I mean obviously I love Dana Carvey because Garth is iconic. Yeah. Um yeah. many and, and, he, and he does amazing impressions and I'm not trying to knock the guy or anything, but David Spade, like like on a whim as far as wittiness is freaking so sharp, dude. He's so much fun. Like I love Joe Dirt, and he even says he's like, I'm not really much of a character guy. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. But well, Joe, Joe but I just mean like his stand up, like he's just funny, dude. He he's so quick witted with shit. And I didn't realize like how, how like I just I didn't think I would be laughing as much like a David Spade on that podcast. Not like I didn't like him before, but yeah. What's it he's called? surprisingly funny. Fly on the wall. Fly on the wall. Yeah, well, dude, they've, they've had they've had freaking uh, on the wall. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, they just had Jimmy Fallon. They've had Chris Rock. They had Tom Hanks, um, uh, Drew Barrymore, like people that have hosted before. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, they haven't had Lauren Michaels yet. That'll be cool. Yeah. Jim Downey, he was great. That was one of my favorite ones, actually. Have they had John Mulaney? Um, yes. No. <sighs> I think he's hosted it more than They haven't else. had John Mulaney. I think Drew Barrymore's hosted more than anyone else. Or Scarlett Johansson. But either way, hmm. fuck all that. Fun facts we don't um, know. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what have you been up to, man? You watch anything cool lately, like movies or anything? Uh, well, finish Stranger Things with your with your son? No, no, but we did start, and it's, oh. it seems fantastic. So it's yeah, a ride. I enjoy it. Um, but no, Greta and I have been watching the um, the baby. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Um, is it a bit? Use like telekinesis and kill people or yeah, something? Yeah. Is it really telekinesis? Well, kinda. I kind of guessed. I was just like, how can a baby really kill people? This is going to be. It, it's but it's a, a dark comedy. He's right? like he's like a Final Destination creator. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's not like. You know, whipping knives across the room, but a series of events happen more than likely because this baby so has like done the, things. Or so the baby not. starts crawling and, you know, somehow knocks over a knife that seems to cut a cable and then water starts dripping on it. And then what? Then what? Some like shit yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Then the old man will go over to the shelf where the paints are at and he's just been like playing with them, doing the goo goo gaga stuff. Yeah. So, you know, he's like a good dude. And then all of a sudden it's a cutaway, big scene, cut back, blood on the floor. Like what happened there? But it was an accident. Yeah. And so the the and the baby's just chilling there, like ha ha ha. Yeah. Oh, the huh. baby is adorable. Like, yeah, it's what, gonna be I, traumatized as it gets older first. Yeah, probably seeing all that stuff. But it's a real funny. Um, it's a fun ride because it's not as comedic as you'd think. Ah, uh, yeah. It's it's like a fun drama. And for me, uh, being not a kid fan, and congratulations <laughs> that you're about to have your second. Yeah, this is by, yeah, well, yeah, well. It felt good to be represented. It felt good to see some yeah. representation of myself on the screen. Because the main character is not a kid's person, you yeah. know, and that she's forced this baby upon her is uh, is pretty much the premise of the show. And it's very fun. I mean, it's only eight episodes, so it's not a long watch. And I highly recommend it. Well, whenever we get our new cable line buried, maybe we'll watch it. 
Oh yeah, you don't. You don't we do. It's spotty. It's it's just it's not it's not the or shoddy shoddy is the word I'm looking for. It's not the it's not the best. Can you game? Um, I have, dude. I haven't had time. Okay. I moved into a new house actually, which is what we're going to talk about today. And I and I've in case anybody gives a fuck, I've finished Stranger Things. That has been it. <laughs> I started the boys. But you loved it. Um, I saw Lightyear actually, which I I actually really did enjoy. Really. Um, I didn't go to the theater and see it. Screw that shit. I'm not putting myself in a freaking sardine can. No, with no COVID's no, no, still no. going around. <laughs> um, but you know, I I found you know I I saw it. There are ways to see movies that are in theaters without going to the theater. Yeah, you know, it's not that hard. And everything's digital it? nowadays. I did. I thought it was good. I mean, I think I would like it because we grew yeah. up with him. You yeah, know Toy what Story mean? was dope. I mean, my son loves him, so you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean he kind of fell asleep. He fell asleep towards the end, but it was late because. You know, yeah, we lose track of time a lot in my house, especially the new house right now. So we can. Oh, hey, there he is. Oh, the cat has a Yeah, what's up, buddy? Leave, um, leave abruptly, I'm sure. <laughs> we can. Uh, I guess we want to jump jump into it. The housing um, market is is where we want to head. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Well, to be honest, we haven't. We were jumping back and forth on topics, and honestly, I didn't really prepare. So yes, when, can when, I can I say? Yes, go ahead. <laughs> uh, that. It, discussing what we were going to talk about this this upcoming cast, uh, Danny really wanted to do the five extinctions because he's enjoying the political aspect, but he's like, it doesn't need to be always political. We can have fun with it, and there can be some global warming, climate change stuff in there, so it still hits all the notes. I'm like, Whew, well, I mean, I got a lot going on this week, but yeah, I can figure it out with the five extinction events. Sure, five extinction events seems real badass. Not so, one or two. <laughs> let's, five. Let's bang out all five of them. Uh, so he comes in and I've got fucking videos playing. My phone's open. I'm writing notes down. He's like, sorry, dude, I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, I just learned so much cool shit about the five extinct events. Uh, we're we're going to do it. I might as well just tell you now, like you mentioned earlier, I'm going, my wife is going to have our second baby soon. So this is probably going to be the last one of the summer. We'll be back sometime in the fall. I'm hoping like September, October, October at the latest. Well, there's a lot going on in October. But uh, we'll try and figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, I'm just, I'm using the same excuse I always do, and with my band and shit like that too. Like I I am, dude. It's when you have a kid, you know, things are different. And I just moved into a new house, and it's just it's just crazy. And I know it seems I'm not like complaining. I'm I know not it just really seems complaining. like I'm uh you know beating a dead horse with that. But I guess like I was saying earlier when I got here, I guess it just adds more to uh, to my idea that, you know, it's just never going to end. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll get into routine eventually, guys. I'll get there. Yeah. And then kid no. number two is going to be here soon. So that's going to be a whole new routine in a new house. And I, you know, so yeah. this is going to be it for the rest of the summer. But uh, we'll put out some shorts. I don't know, do podcasts, are podcasts ever little short things? Little five minutes? I don't know. You can do whatever the hell you want. I guess I'm gonna leave, and it's all going to be on Sean's shoulders whenever he wants to do it. He can load it onto YouTube and keep things going. <laughs> and we'll have well, a I disclaimer. We'll just videos. disclaim it now that not every one of his opinions will be shared by the other half of Slayers of Boredom. <laughs> but you can't say myself. shit. Maybe you can, nah, we'll be, we can argue underneath. That'd be funny. Yeah, possibly. Anyways, so the housing market. Everybody knows what interest rates are. Everybody knows that they're up right now. Do th- does everybody know what interest rates are? When you buy a home, you essentially get locked <laughs> it's into how it and- banks survive and make <laughs> shitloads of money, basically. Yeah, like well- they're gonna loan you money and you are going to pay it back. You're gonna pay back the loan at an interest rate. A certain percentage of that is going to go to the bank. That's what you get for them loaning you money. Yeah. Um so Be- beautiful example when you buy a car, because many people have probably bought cars or bought homes. Um 
you know, there, there's there's this interest rate that they tack on. Now, every time you make a payment towards that car, you pay the it, you pay the interest off first. So, I've always been infuriated by that. Like, why aren't you just? Why isn't the interest rate accruing monthly as it should, yeah. and you're paying it down, and then the new interest rate is then added to it? No, you're just knocking off the interest first, so they get the maximum amount of money. It's it's just it doesn't even make sense how that how yeah, that rolls I mean, out. You can pay off whatever whatever asset you're you're paying for, and you can like make a final payment, and you'll probably still owe some interest that you have to pay too. Yeah, it's all <laughs> fucked. But so interest rates go and they vary. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, is your is your mic facing you properly? I'm sure that's what I was afraid of, and it is now. Yeah, for a moment, it was turned. Just away, gotta get close. I'm more intimate. But all right, let's get all up in it. Yeah, you're oh, all up wow. in it. With, all up in it with chubby. That's Cox. much better. Well, well, anyways, whatever. I'll, I'll back up a bit. Yeah. But anyway, so... What the interest rates? And interest rates, just for example, pandemic hits. They brought them down to an all-time low to try and keep the economy rolling. All-time low was 2.5%. So in 2020, you could get a home, and it would have had a 2.5% interest rate. Yeah, and I'm a dummy and didn't refinance. Yeah. This is what I should have done in my <laughs> You could refinance at that time, too. It would have saved a lot of money over the past two years, at least, before I moved. But So as far as last I heard... It, uh, which would have been about a month ago, the interest rate was 6.5, 6.8%. And that's... It's I locked in at 5 in in April. Yeah, 5%. The, the end of April. That was locked that was in, and I closed a month later at the in the end of May. May 23rd is when I closed. And when you're talking about, um, you know, larger amounts of money uh, over, like, a car purchase, those percentages matter a lot. Yeah. And uh, it's huge shifts. And so you're going to have... And then, because of the pandemic and the, uh, the fluctuation... I mean, there's multiple reasons why the housing market is going up, but I'm sure everybody has heard and realized that their homes are worth an exuberant amount compared to what they should be worth. Like, you know, you bought the, you bought a home at $100,000. It's now worth $200,000. And within no time because of just the demand for homes and that's because wall street is buying seven out of ten homes because it makes more sense just to gather rent than to try and calculate dividends zillow certainly knew that they were buying up all kinds of properties and just jacking the prices on them yeah but so you're getting homes there was a lot of demand you're right and people were buying them they'd pay anything and that's that's how that's how i was able to make a decent profit off my first home and get my family into our, you know, I hate that stupid forever home term. It's like forever home term. I love it's like forever fucking, home term. Get the fuck out of here. Whatever, man. HGTV fucking whatever. In the forever home. <laughs> I'm going to be here forever until I die and I, haunt, I the next, haunt the next owner. <laughs> I use it as like a derogatory, you know? Yeah. Always like, Greta, this is our forever home. Like, fucking get used to it. <laughs> yeah. This is all we have. This is what it is. All right. Oh, man. But so essentially what happened, it, put it this way. A lot of people are are struggling. And I don't, again, I was telling Sean earlier how, like, I feel so fortunate and almost, like, somewhat ashamed that my wife and I are in such a, a wonderful situation. And you're not going to learn about where my house is or anything like that. And I'm not going to give you solid numbers, but I will tell you what we went through and what other people are dealing with. For example, my friend and his wife just just got a house. They just closed on it on Friday. Again, I'm not naming names. Um, And they've been looking for so long and I kept getting outbid by people that had straight up cash, which, you know, again, our generation, I don't have straight up cash. I don't know who the hell did. I did a long time ago when I got my house, but that was was a different time. time and... You know, when you live with your parents like a bum for a while and work shit-ass jobs. You can you know? grow. A little bit, yeah. They hated me, and that's why I had to leave. 
<laughs> but anyways, um, <laughs> so what I was able to do with my first home was put a lot of equity in it. So that's that's the, another, the other thing you're up against. So if you're up against people that have an initial home that are selling it, again, like he said, the market is up selling it for a lot more than what they paid for. If they have paid down the principal on that house significantly, like my wife and I tried to do in my first home, um, and like I did initially when I first moved in, um, you know, you pay more down on the principal, you get more equity in the home, and, you know, the the less you owe, if you don't, you know, whatever you owe is essentially in the end, and then whatever you get for, you know, you split that difference, and that's what you're going to get after you pay, uh, you know, real estate taxes and pay whoever your real estate agent is and all that stuff. Um, so, you know, we lucked out. We were able to put down... 20% on the next home so we could avoid PMI and we're in good shape right now. But didn't, wasn't it a bit of a bear to get to that point? Didn't uh, your lady have to strong there, arm a bit? Yeah. <laughs> so essentially, excuse me, you know, it was, it was weird. The home that we found was, I mean, so many people wanted it and it came down to us and another family. And we were just basically, we were, we agreed to pay more of an appraisal cut and I'll get to that in a moment. But uh, so essentially we got the house, but we, we were concerned that we were going to have to take a, uh, a bridge loan from the bank, which essentially just like they're going to loan us the money that we need to reach 20% in our new home while we wait for our current home to be sold. And sense. we so we were like on the fence just waiting. There was like a, there was a very small window where we, where we were like, are we going to have to accept this bridge loan and start paying it back at a certain interest rate? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or are we going to be able to close on our house in the same day with another buyer? So that way we just take the equity that we have, the, the the profit from it, and just make that our 20% down. Yeah. Um. So that was just, that was the anxiety driving part of it. And luckily we were able to sell it in the end. But uh, we didn't have a lot of people coming through our house. And everybody's telling us like, you know, the market's crazy. Everybody wants a home right now. You're going to have so many people, so many, like we had maybe 25 showings and nobody wanted it. And we were like, what the hell? And we lived in a, a really nice Cape Cod. It was a great home. Yeah. I did my best to take home. care of it. It was perfect for, it was just me when I was, uh, you know, single when I first moved into it. And then when we had my kid, it was perfect for the three of us, but obviously we had to uh, branch out a little bit. So eventually we did have a buyer. And at that point, we feel that we attracted him because we lowered the price um, at the device of my real estate agent. He's like, look, you know, there can be negotiations moving forward. And he was right. Um, so we lowered the price a certain amount, um, actually 10 grand less than our initial asking price. And then we got an offer. <laughs> and sorry. <laughs> I need to gather my thoughts because it's just, this next part's just hilarious. Um so we got an offer at that, and I'm like, all right, cool, finally, awesome, we sold the house, we're not making that much anymore, so we lowered, you know, the price, but whatever, we're good, you know. Yeah. So we don't have as much profit moving into the new home, whatever. And my real estate agent comes back to me, and he's like, well, I mean, basically, we can just reject their offer. I'm like, but but, but they just offered to buy the house, and he's like, well, yeah, but I mean, this, this is where it gets fun, and I'm like, what are you talking about? And all of a sudden, you know, we get some communication from the buyer's real estate agent. And he's like, well, you didn't accept our offer. So my, my, um, when the person be my client wants to know what it's going to take. And I was like, all right, well, let's just go up, you know, let's just go up like five grand. And my real estate agent's like, all right, well, let's go up, let's go up like, you know, 7,500. You know, I'm like, all right, that's cool. And then my wife's like, fuck that. Go back to 10 grand where we were originally asking 10 grand, like back to where it was. And yeah. then as we did, and the guy was just like, bam, sold. Like he agreed to it right away. Like, what's it going to take? My wife was like, uh, the original asking price. And it worked. It was nice. 
She's great. So she made us that extra money, which was tit. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's kind of how it went. But anyways, back to the appraisal cuts. And these are another things that people, another thing that people have to deal with. And I, I don't, I don't blame the sellers of our new home at all. They, you know, had the advantage of it. And luckily our house appraised where at, at the price that we ended up getting it for um, the new home that we got appraised for less than what we ended up paying for it. So we had to pay that appraisal, that appraisal cut out of our, um, basically out of our profits. Um, so, I mean, that sucked, but in the long run, you know, the it, family it essentially evened out or did you end up taking a hit? Well, no, we still, no, we didn't take a hit at all. We still made money. We just made less money. Oh, okay. Like, so for example, say, um, say you come to do a deal where you agree to pay, you agree to pay for um, a house at a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars and that's like that's your max and you're up against somebody else and they're like yeah i'll go to a hundred thousand dollars too and then the real estate agent of the seller is like okay well what if the house does this is pre-appraisal like what if the house doesn't appraise for a hundred thousand dollars you know what i mean the bank's only going to loan you 20 percent of you know what i mean because we still have to pay a mortgage we still got a loan for the remaining 80% of what the house is worth, that's what we're paying off, you know, at an yeah, interest yeah. rate at 5%, unfortunately, whatever, and where we will attempt <laughs> to pay more on the principal. So the bank is only going to, the bank only loaned us um, the 80%. We paid 20% down on what the house was appraised at, and they will only loan us 80% of what the house was appraised at. But we agreed to pay a certain amount more than that. I'm so fucking confused. So... <laughs> The sellers, this, we told the sellers we would pay up to a certain amount. Okay, we told uh, them we would pay up to a hundred thousand dollars. For sure. example, these are not correct numbers. We were like, we will pay up to a hundred thousand dollars, and we will pay up to twenty thousand dollars of an appraisal cut. So that means if the house comes in at eighty thousand dollars appraised, then they will still get their hundred thousand dollars. Oh, okay, okay. But the bank will only loan us eighty percent of. $80,000. Okay. You know what I mean? So that difference still has to be paid to the seller, which ends up just being that whole, that $20,000 difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we essentially pay, agreed. We had a lot of, we had some money saved between the two of us, my wife and I, that we agreed to pay an appraisal cut. And that's what we were able to do. Oh, okay. Essentially in the end. So again, the sellers made out with more, they, they got paid more than what their house was appraised for. Essentially, because that was the limit that we would go to and the other person we were up against or the other party we were up against, uh, I think they would have only gotten like 10 grand over the appraisal one. And that's the gist of it, though, is like the, the battle that it comes down to when, it, when to get these homes. Because my uh, a good friend of mine is, has been trying to buy a home for a year and he's looked at like 60, 70 homes. And the ones he wants, by the time he even decides whether he wants it or not, which is a day or two after it's listing... It's already off the market. It's paid for by it's, cash. It's taken over by people with more means. When like the, the yeah. market when I bought a home, you know, eight years ago, maybe five years ago in between. And um, it was different. You just kind of mm-hmm. went to homes, looked at them. There was plenty of time to get an inspection. I had like my father come out and check the foundation. And then we made, made moves, you know, and it was all like all within <laughs> a nice, comfortable. It's a big purchase, a big decision in your life. And I feel like that's lost in this new era of just like bank, like get in there, bank, get, I need it. I need it. I want it. If it's, decent. you're right. And that's you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, it's, it's the aggressiveness of the, you know, the real estate economy and the banks. And it's a lot of these deals are made pre-inspection, pre-appraisal. Yeah. And, 
you have to kind of gamble. And like, we honestly, <laughs> we pretty much maxed out. We agreed to pay a certain amount and we paid one grand less than that amount. Did you That's have time what it got to get an inspection? For. No, 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 there was none of that. So you had but no again, inspection to but look again, for, we, for we were, for look for anything whether, for whether you have straight cash to outbid somebody or you have equity in a current home. I mean, again, I lived in my home for almost 10 years. Yeah. yeah. So I had lots of equity in that house. Well, you made the right decisions early. So on, that's again, I, I have an advantage over other people as well. And I'm not, I'm not, it makes me feel terrible, but I, against, against people that are trying to get their first home. Yeah. If this is not a market for somebody that wants to get their first home essentially. And that's a shame. Um, I mean, it's hard for people in our generation to get a first home anyways, and I'm lucky that I my parents let me live with them and I saved so much freaking money. Yeah. And I happen to have a family member who gave who provides me a decent job right now. That's you know what you, I mean? Like I'm this is this is all this is that can make it a little bit. Well, yeah, you know? sure, but I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get million dollar loans from this relative and shit like that, you know. No. But he he but gives he earlier. gives me a, he he gave me I have a career now because of this person, and I'm going to acknowledge that. I'm not going to, you know, like I work at my job, I go and I do my job, I perform, I show up every single yeah. freaking day. But it's a I was privileged to have that opportunity. I'm not going to fucking say I wasn't, and that's what I mean. I know we're getting off topic here, no, but that's what a lot of you people. S- you said earlier you felt guilty. I. I have, I am very privileged to be in the house that I have with, now my wife is a different example. I'm not trying to knock her parents. They, they work their asses off. They own their home and they raise their daughters. You know what I mean? To be responsible with money. My wife has an excellent job and she makes more money than I do. And she has a master's degree. I have an associate's degree. (laughs) I am lucky. I am lucky to have a job because of a relative. Yeah. My wife worked her ass off and got her job the whole way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and again, I'm going to acknowledge that, but I, I'm not sure. Maybe I shouldn't feel ashamed. I'm not going to apologize because I know people that have been given opportunities to, you know, go to college. You know what I mean? Their parents were at least paid for them to get an associate's degree at like hack or something, and they just didn't want to do it. I mean, that's just ridiculous. When my relative came to me and said, I have a job for you. Do you want a career? Do you want to earn a salary? Yeah. I will give you that opportunity. I was like, fuck yes. I'm and not going to pass this shit up because I was at that point in my life where I was like, I don't want to be like, I love my job at the movie theater. I was the projection manager and I was oh, running cool shit. It, it was great. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I got paid nine twenty five an hour. I didn't have any benefits. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't yeah, have paid yeah. time off. I could have vacation whenever I wanted, but I earned a wage. You know what I mean? That's passion and employment right there. But, but yeah, it, it, dude, it was fun. And I love the people I worked with and it was enough money for me to, you know, I lived in a townhouse with my buddy for a little bit and it was enough money for me to, you know, again, my parents were nice enough to let me live there and I saved a lot of money while I was living there. I didn't spend a lot. And there were other ways I acquired money that I'm not going to discuss. Yeah. Well, I mean, mean, I'm saying that you shouldn't be, she shouldn't be guilty, feel guilty at all because it's like, you know, when I was getting close to 30, I thought to myself, in the natural scheme of things, I, I'm I'm running for X amount of money. I could own a home and spend just a little bit more and be building an equity. And it just felt like the things to do. Now, like I said, when I bought my home, it wasn't chaos. I had plenty of time to do whatever I wanted. We looked at 40 different homes and found one that worked for us. Yeah. But like these are decisions that you made in your life that you know, you, you're not going to be guilty for, for still being able to do better in the in negotiations because you set yourself up better. But I feel like a lot of the younger coming up people don't even have those opportunities. Now you don't need to feel guilty there because it's not your fault. Well, that, that's where I try and justify it is like, I just, like I just said, like I was provided an opportunity and I took it and that was the right thing to do. Like I was, was I, was I privileged to have that opportunity? Yes. Was I lucky to have that opportunity? Yes. Did I make that 
choice to be to be you know to have this to be born into this family with this relative that gave me this job yeah. no i mean I, I i i can't feel guilty about that so the way i try and kind of like not feel ashamed about it is justifying it by you know at least i didn't squander an opportunity you know what i mean yeah and but at the same time i completely acknowledge that there are tons of circumstantial um you know there's tons of circumstantial evidence here pointing to the reasons why i got this opportunity yeah and i'm not going to sit here and uh to say that that that, that isn't true you know and, and i think a lot of people kind of take that for granted and i know that a lot of people that are in certain situations have been provided these opportunities and they have squandered them mm -hmm. like i was said a few minutes ago and that is where i would especially the one you know like the kids that are filthy rich and they could go out and like do something on their own their parents could pay for them to go to college but if they don't need to if they just want to chill on the yacht all day or like be fucking yeah. drunken dipshits or like fucking kill their friends and piss their dad off so much that he fucking murders them and his mom. You know what I mean? <laughs> South Carolina attorney. Look it up. Murdoch, right? Yeah, Murdoch. Yeah. We were going to do a podcast on it eventually. But I mean, you know, like shit like that. Like the, the whole influenza thing. Like fuck those kids. You know what I mean? Like you've been getting... Affluenza. You've been get, affluenza. Oh, I'm sorry. Influenza. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's not the That's, flu. It's <laughs> Good book though. The, the great influenza. <laughs> shit. I meant to add that to my Goodreads and I forgot. But anyways, that is the problem, unfortunately. And that's what my, my friends that I was speaking about earlier had to deal with. They were getting outbid, but they got approved. They got all their ducks in a row. And that's what I wanted to ask you about your friend. Like he had a, an agent and everything lined up at the bank, right? Like he was ready to go pre-approved. Yeah. He's just getting outbid that people have Every more time. cash. Okay. Um, yeah, so yeah then he money, knows what he's doing. All, he, okay. he wants to take his time a little bit. Then you know what? His, his real estate agent needs to do what, what my friends did for them. Essentially, she was like, I have a property that is going to be for sale soon. Um, I, she sold the property initially to the current seller and before this goes on the market, I will give you the opportunity to just close right now. You know what I mean? Like we won't, we won't involve anybody else. Like I found this house for you. You told me the type of house you wanted. Here's the house for you and your family. Well, is this real available? Um, I don't know. I mean, I can ask my friend. Well, there but, you go. Make but again, that's, I mean, that's, Slayers of Autumn but, that's but that's great. I mean, she's, she's awesome for that. And, and, you know, my friend and his wife fucking deserved it, dude. They yeah. worked their asses off. They're good parents. They have a little girl. They want to expand their family, I think. And, you know, they, they deserve this house and I'm glad they got it because they kept getting outbid by people with money. And that's, I think that's what makes me feel so fucking bad. And it's not people and this, with money all the time. And too. this like friend, said, this friend, this is Wall Street. And this fault. friend started his job. He like, he started his company and runs his own, like all that shit. He wasn't provided and he wasn't given the opportunity that I was. So Dude, that's what I guess makes me feel guilty. I mean, let's bring it back to like, what is the definition of the American dream anymore? You, you, you look at like, I don't know everybody's comings up, but my, uh, you know, you could have the, the father figure, the breadwinner, bringing in the money, and then, or not the father figure, didn't, well, it did have to be kind of back then, but the the wife yeah, would stay home and would cook. Patriarchy. Yeah, and would stay home and, and cook in these scenarios, and that was a fine, they could have a nice home, you know, it was doable on very minimal salaries. Now, you, you know, you're working 40 hours a week and hoping to be in the 20s to get by, you know, and that's like, if you have kids... It's it's crazy how my, much times has changed, and yet we just accept these things and roll with it. And like you know, we we complain about interest rates and this and that, but like the world around us is changing so rapidly. You think is I mean, most people are going to fifteen dollars an hour as minimum wage, but I don't think even every state's done that yet. I, think, I mean, seven twenty five. Could you imagine making seven dollars and twenty five an hour? A meal costs thirty eight dollars. 
I don't know this for sure, but I'm sure it's in the states that restrict abortion. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure Excuse that. Me. Um, I one of these we have to do a deep dive into Reaganomics one of these podcasts because that that to. is what really really I think that's where the slippery slope started as far as this this huge wealth gap. And again, I mean, that has a lot to do with with this. Now, I mean, again, there are certain circumstances that, again, people are thrust into, whether whether they're lucky or privileged or not. Fuck all that. That happens. Um, it is what it is. But when but you have I, rich Elon Musk people that don't have to write off their yachts because of loopholes, but our teachers yeah, I mean, that's, have to write off their, these, art, their, their, their school supplies beyond $250. Yeah, that's we're talking extreme wealth. Yeah, that's... That's extreme wealth. Oh, that sick that motherfucker's dad was like banging his stepdaughter. Oh, did you read that? No. Elon Musk's father had a child with his stepdaughter. Oh, I yeah, didn't Yeah, with know Elon that. Musk's stepsister. She's like 35 years old. And I believe his, his response was, again, something similar to the effect of uh, what Musk said when he was discovered to have had twins with one of his executives at one of his, uh, whatever, startup companies or some shit. Um, something to the effect of, I'm well, it. it's our job to procreate. And I'm like, motherfucker, man, we are fucking overpopulated yeah. right now, man. It's our fucking job Fucking grabbing up natural resources left and right. Squandering Damn. all those. Squander. That's, that's, squander is the word for this fucking podcast yeah. today. Well, and, I, and I don't like the idea that the one, you know, pi, um, you know, piloting our, our way to Mars to be totally cool with ancestral-esque situations. He's going to be real limited on who he lets up there. Be like, we'll just populate ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, the, the Mars dynasty. Oh, man. That's weird. Gross. That's rich people for you. Yeah. Now, I talk about the super rich. The super rich are a different breed. Yeah, Why you need the, to own multiple yachts? Why do you need to have, I don't, I just, I'm still at the point where I don't see why anybody needs more than, I mean, God, I even, even, even hundreds of millions makes me feel like uh, kind of, yeah. then again, you know, shit, if somebody gave me a hundred million dollars, I would like to think that I would make sure my family was secured, then I would do good with the rest, but of course you would. I, I think I would. You would help friends. I want rooftop gardens in Harrisburg, folks. Yeah. If you ever want to contribute to us. And make this podcast like you know some like you know philanthropic endeavor. Yeah. Let's start some rooftop gardens in Harrisburg and make them accessible to everybody. You know what I mean? And we'll have just people that just want to work, nonprofits. Yeah, it would. It's to me, it's a genius plan. And you yeah. can take some of the you abandoned buildings. Oh yeah, and knock out everything that's not support driven and make them just like you know like an elevator of gardening that people can just come up and take whatever they want for the community. Yeah. The community could work in there doing all the gardening, giving some jobs and then providing free food for the community. Cause in lesser income communities, it's a lot easier to get real shitty food yeah. that just makes you sick and lethargic. When, if you could get some kind of fresh towards it, it would be much better, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, Essentially the, the housing market, it, it's rough unless, again, unless you have a starter, unless you have that starter home that you have equity in and you can use that to, you know, put down whatever you need to get into the new home or unless you just have straight up cash. I mean, it's going to be rough for you in this market. And yeah. that's a fucking shame. And people are waiting. People are waiting for the market people to come down. Waiting. And it's not going to. It's not I'll going to right for now, a while. Seven the Fed's looking at raising in, in, uh, interest rates again. So, yeah, I mean, it's the only the way roof. to come back. Food, especially, man. The only way food's so so much more expensive. Uh, of course, every grocery bill has gone up yeah, literally it's, double. It's rough, but when you 
the, to combat inflation uh, by the government is it, the only really way to do that is to raise interest rates, which makes people want to buy less. Yeah, that's the point. And so it's they're making it more difficult for everyone to get everything to try and bring the price down. But you know we're in a place where like I keep reiterating, seven out of ten. Uh, Wall Street, seven out of ten properties are being purchased up by Wall Street and corporations. So, like, it, it's not that. Even though the market seems crazy bubblish, like how the you know housing market's going up, I don't think it has to do with the same factors that are equivalent to the rest of the inflation you're seeing in, in food and, and and everything else because it's done by greed. So, the prices you see now, it may sit here for a bit. But it's not going to go down from here because corporations don't lose money. What people? Oh well, yeah. I mean, shit. Back in the day, you know what like I, mean? said, I, I was going to say earlier, my house, my new house was built in '77, and I can't. I don't even, dude. I would, I would probably go into a rage if I knew what that house was originally purchased for, compared to what I just paid for it, oh, or my course. wife and I just paid for it. Um, but well. I think an important thing to recognize here is we've gotten to a point where some people have so much wealth that fucking interest rates don't matter to them. So they're the only people in the game buying shit up right now. You yeah. know what I mean? So it it really shouldn't be like that. No. You know what I mean? If the Fed is trying to raise interest rates, like you said, to get people to buy less, I mean, that's that's who? The, like the dwindling middle class yeah. and, and, and everybody below that? You know what I mean? It just slowly takes the and the super rich are the, the exactly that can't participate. It just does, this. and it's just putting more the, wealth in the hands of people that have wealth. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. Honestly, it's the way it has to go, though. I mean, that's just the way capitalist societies are built. Rampant, know? unchecked ones. That's well, like yeah. those are my two favorite adjectives when I just describe American capitalism: rampant and unchecked. Yeah, but I mean, what are you going to do? Because you need legislation, but they're all paid off. All of the people that, you know, are in power are either yeah. in cahoots trying to get to where these super billionaires are or they're already paid off by other lobbyists to do what they have to do. I've been so disgusted with the American government, just absolutely disgusted. It is a joke. We've This whole nation has become a, a garbage pile joke after Roe versus Wade was overturned. We've, we talked about gun reform and how they were doing fucking shit to, to mess that up. And then this was almost, I mean, we, we also did a cast on this because it was projected to happen, but I still had a change yeah, in me that did. like, this should Like, this I mean, can't happen. Yeah. These, these three justices that came in under the Trump administration are supposed to be above reproach. Yeah. They wouldn't lie under oath during like the could. vetting process. How could they? That would never happen. I was in the And boat. they fucking did. Surprise, surprise. And Jesus. For those of you that think, like, oh, well, you know, it doesn't really affect much. It's up to the states now, and that's even better. Well, a 10-year-old girl had to travel to Indianapolis to have her rapist baby aborted. And thankfully, there was, uh, you know, people there that were willing to do it. And now they're persecuting the abortionist. Because they didn't file it properly to give, because she wanted to give the ten year old some some the, fucking privacy. The Indiana, the she fled from Ohio to Indiana. Sorry. No, it's all right. It's all right. And and the Indiana Attorney General is looking into prosecuting the doctor who performed yeah. the abortion. Um, that's that's there, real to, shit. There are bounty hunters. <laughs> there are bounty hunters that follow women if they're trying to get abortions because of they, really yeah, as a oh. whole new way to make money off of women. Is to find out who's making abortions, and if you can turn them in and get them prosecuted, you get paid. Uh, this is an insane country that makes no fucking sense. I wanted to look into that more. That's fucked up. If a fetus is alive inside you, then bring it the fuck out. 
Let it live. I love it's that woman. I, I give major cheers to that woman in Texas. HOV? Yeah, yeah, in the HOV lane. That was that was great. And to anybody who doesn't know, she was uh she was driving in the HOV. And I'm sure she was doing it to totally prove a point. I'm sure she wasn't even like late or trying to get somewhere. I think she really wanted to prove a point and it was brilliant what she did. Yeah. She hopped in the HOV lane. Um for people who don't know that, that's um basically you can if you have if you're traveling with more than one passenger, you know, that's that's better for the environment. So you have this lane where you can just use it all to yourself and get there faster. So this woman who um ostensibly by herself driving, um, gets pulled over. And she refuses the ticket. And why did she refuse the ticket? Because she was pregnant. So if that's a life, then she's got two people in the car, yeah, right? That's guaranteed. Oh, right yeah. There. Like, And she, I believe her response was, you can't have it both ways. And I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. That is brilliant. That is hilarious. And I love it. Yeah. Any um, pregnant woman is now capable of claiming two in any situation. Yeah. But, you know, what little I just situations thought that was can you actually win in there? Whereas... The rest, because there's no, there's not going to be a curb of, of abortions. Abortions are still just going to happen. We're just going to have more female deaths. We're going to have more. Uh, well, complications. More, there's going to be unsafe abortions. Yeah, That's, there's going to be more of them. It's, it's and I just I don't understand why in thought process and it's our fucking Supreme Court. They do nothing. Yeah, and they're going to go after gay marriage next, and that's just oh my god. I I don't. There's. Do we expand it? It's it's we are a borderline theocracy right now because there is no reason that any of this would happen if there wasn't you know just a huge a staunch religious influence separation in this of country. Yeah, state well, there's not really any of that. Always and, been a joke. In God we trust is on our fucking bills. Yeah, I don't separation think that didn't that didn't start until the forties. Yeah, it didn't start until the forties. And I, the founding fathers, I mean, they were a lot of them were fleeing religious persecution because they weren't you know they're the you know. All men created equal is like basically all white landowning Protestant men. Um, so, but I think when they were going with separation of church and state, I think they they did essentially mean that no religion shouldn't dictate legislation. Yeah, for the most part. So we can we can we can definitely agree on that, whether they were fleeing religious persecution or not. Um, but I, I wanted to touch on two GOP talking points. I mean, it's 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 blatantly obvious that there's no reason that this. Before I get into that, there's there's no reason this should have happened. Democrats should have codified Roe. They're a bunch of fucking pussies, and I don't understand why they're just they're they are they are they're campaigners. You know what I mean? They're now a lot of Democrats are going to run on you know. Oh my gosh, look at what they did. Look yeah, at what SCOTUS yeah, yeah. did. If you it want us to make changes, then give us some money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right into our pack, and that that's the way they've always been. But two GOP talking points, at least on that ten year old girl. Um, one started off pre, they, they were, um, again, poo-pooing it from the fucking beginning saying it wasn't even true. That was disgusting. And then the disgusting. person. Disgusting. Rapist deniers? Immediately. Oh my God. And then, Jim and then once, once somebody was, yeah, that guy's a turd. And then once they were, once they had a person arrested for it, who Thick I believe, and I'm not sure, I'm not sure if this is true. I, I believe the person was an undocumented immigrant, so immediately it's going to go past the rape, it's going to go past abortion, it's going to go right to, well, if Biden would have built the wall. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think somebody was complaining about that. Jim Jordan. Um, was it Jim Jordan that was saying that? When I'm sure it was. Jim Jordan posted, like, yet another lie from the Biden administration. That tweet has since been deleted. Uh, and he was confronted about it, and he said, I was presented information that it, it told me it was a lie, and here it was an illegal immigrant that had come across. Like, yeah. he blows by his own... Uh, sorry about that to get yeah, straight to another sure. talking point which is just their fucking game it's and so obvious i don't understand yeah that that is that is something that drives me insane and um that 
again, yeah, there's two talking points. One, one to say that it didn't happen, and the other one basically just to to bypass it and say it was about illegal immigration. It's yeah. just is it's just it's irresponsible. It's and there was also actually there was another person. Uh, she was it's like a, I don't know some Christian assembly or assembly for like pro life or whatever, and she was saying that. Well, she was 10 years old, so this wasn't really an abortion. And medical experts were like, well, no. Like, it w- this is this is a medical abortion. This is the medical term. It doesn't matter how old someone is. Like, this is yeah, what we were weird. trying to say to you. Like, you can't just sit here and say, well, because it's obvi- that's their, their way of acknowledging that, yes, this was horrible. This had to happen. But this girl didn't actually have an abortion because she's only 10 years old. It's like, no, motherfucker. This woman was raped and had to flee her state to another state and get an abortion from a doctor who is now about possibly going to be prosecuted by the Indiana Attorney General because of this bullshit fucking SCOTUS ruling. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it happened. I mean, look how fucking fast it happened. Yeah. And they you go to the mean? governor like, of Ohio, and he blows by it in his little, apo- like, not apology, but yeah. acknowledgement, and strictly goes to praising the police for catching the rapist so quickly. Yeah. And it's like, there's a, there, nobody cares. I mean, yeah, get that of, guy of in course. jail. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. I, he's a disgusting piece of shit. But what we're talking about is what, how, like, okay, you want to ban abortion? Here's a direct example. We're not making up hypotheticals anymore. Here's a direct example of how that girl should not have had to do what she had to do to get done what she had done medically for her future. And even, like, I can't believe they even take it to the extreme. Like, I, again, I don't understand banning any type of abortion, but the, but with without... With no extenuating circumstances whatsoever, like rape or incest, are you fucking kidding me? Like your religion is dictates your life that much, or I'm sorry, your constituents who are insane fucking psychos who somehow have the power to vote. Whatever, I shouldn't. I don't want to disenfranchise people, but Jesus Christ, if you're voting because of Jesus Christ and what you fucking believe, whether it's bullshit or not, I'm going to try and channel Anna Kasparian here. I mean, it, it is bullshit. Like you can worship whatever the fuck you want. And again, I, like Anna, will champion that. Have your religion, practice it. You can make your decisions, your personal decisions, based off your religion. That is fine. But you cannot dictate another person's life based off of your religious principles or beliefs. And when that shit starts to eke its way into legislation... I mean, separation of church and state goes right out the window. And like we said, I'm pretty sure the founding fathers did actually mean separation of church and state. Of course they did. Of course they did. What, what I think the problem is, is you and Anna aren't understanding, is that it's the religion in itself. You're saying, go ahead, believe whatever you want. But what you're saying is, go ahead, believe whatever you want to a point. Because all religions are extreme if you break it down, you know? Like, like is it, it doesn't matter. There's many, right. many that are super extreme if you follow them to a T. So you're telling people yeah, that orthodox. Yes. I mean, yeah. No, I, I understand what but you're like, saying. Even the even if you were if anyone out there is a Christian and you're not on the streets trying to convert people, you're doing it wrong because you need to save everybody. The guy that looks kooky as fuck out there, you're like, well, I don't I don't associate with him. He's the real Christian because the the tenets of a religion are so strict. And should be abided by so ridiculously, and if you break it down, that it's usually extremist and, ex- and you know, ostracizes minorities. So, when you say things like, I don't care what you believe. Now, I'm, you know, I'm an atheist to a T. I believe religion I'm, is the cause of all evil in the world. And that I'm definitely an atheist. <laughs> but if, we, if, if all religions were gone, then there'd be sects of atheism. There'd be different people that have ideas of how the atheism should be run. We'll never Damn. get away from it, because it's, it's a mess. But... You know, I, it I, just frustrates me I when think, people say, believe what you want to believe. It's like, you're not saying that. 
You're saying believe what you want to believe to a point. Until you become an extremist, then no, you can't believe that okay. anymore. Okay, you're right. That's that's true because, again, when when you really break it down, I mean, like, there's there's certain... I mean, the Bible... All, all of the, the... Whatever, what do you call them? The 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 manuscripts of each religion have, have crazy stories in them. You know what I mean? And you're right. If you, if you were going to be, like, a true, pure Christian or um, Muslim... Or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, and abiding by everything, like, the way it's written down, like, taking things literally instead of interpreting it the way you want, which, again, is, is kind of, like, a different, like, evil, then, yeah, it would be insane, especially for these times. I guess I was just saying, like, like, I mean, if you want to believe that shit and be a fucking lunatic, like, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people, people, I've, I've, there have been so many proselytizers I've run into, you know, especially at the beach and the boardwalk, just trying to save me or some shit, yeah. and I just laugh They're doing at them. it right. Yeah, but and that's, and I just walk away, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't care. I will fight for them to be able to do that. Like, if I saw somebody get violent with them or try and, like, hurt them or, like, take their right away from just trying to proselytize, I would be like, well, that's not, I hate to say it, but that's not American. Yeah. And, and it's not because. What you, is American anymore, though? We're uh, slaves to debt. We have, you know, we, it's not freedom of religion. It's freedom of Christianity. We need freedom from religion. That's, need, that's I think, yeah, another thing. That, that's what we, like, that's, you shouldn't... It should be banned. The bottom line is it just shouldn't dictate <laughs> legislation. And I got a lot of friends, like one of my good friends who, um, you know, I've been in bands with and I've, I've written songs with. He's a sick fucking guitar player. That dude goes to church every Sunday and he believes what he believes and he won't push anything on you. He won't push shit on you. And it's his belief that, like people abuse christianity more than more than they don't you know what i mean yeah. like he he doesn't he goes and he worships his own way he plays in the church band he makes music with them and he connects with that religion the way that he wants to connect with it and that's his world that's how he does it and he gets extremely offended over the fact that you know i mean donald trump fucking claimed to be a christian and i'm not saying this person voted for him because i know he didn't yeah but you know he's just like you know there's so many he he uses the term fake christians out there and, and he is a Christian man. He considers himself one, and I respect that. And he's right. There are fake Christians out there. There are people that, I mean, he he's what I call a golden rule Christian. He will be, he will treat you the way that he wants to be treated, and that will be that, and I respect that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And his beliefs are private. They're, or they're, they're maybe public at church or whatever, but he won't, if you don't want to talk about it, he won't talk to you about it. He won't try and save you. He won't tell you what he thinks you need to do. Okay. You know what I mean? So he's a really good me... friend of mine. And I guess, I guess maybe what I was saying, I would fight for you, for your, like Anna said, I would fight for your right to be able to live that type of life. I guess that those are the, were the type of people I was thinking of. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I completely understand. You're right. I, I don't. But you, you still can't control people's well, I used thoughts. To, I used to feel exactly the way you felt. But when yeah. I see Roe versus Wade get overturned, you, you trickle that down to where the problem is. And it's the religion. And it's the people that perpetuate the religion. It's a dumb delusion. And I'm sorry if you take offense to these things. But <laughs> no, because... sure, sure, but not. But, but I'm just saying, like, not all of these people. Like, I, I'm just not saying that not, not all, all of these people, people are, are wrong. I mean, this person you're referring to is living by a great set of tenants. And has created a moral compass and I for himself and, and I a pattern that he I guarantee you he is against this because he believes, like, he's one of those people, it's like, I believe in God and I believe that God created scientists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, and scientists know a lot of, you know, a lot of things that maybe, you know, there's the creationism realm and then there's, like, realism and what's in front of us and, and facts and truth yeah. and tangibles. The Bible was written before, you know, it's, it, technology. Yes, and, I, and I'm with you. And my friend knows I'm an atheist, too. He kn He knows that... I don't believe in anything that he believes in as far as those tenets go, but yeah. I believe in the general principle of being a good person and treating other people right. And I really think that's like, I mean, how many examples can you find out there of, 
of people claiming to be good Christians, and then they're sitting there just like telling like gay people they're gonna go to hell and shit and picketing yeah. like pride parades. Like, like what is that how you want to be fucking treated? And then we, when you do start to treat them that way, like a bunch of fucking like here, I'll say it right now, a bunch of fucking redneck yokels who think that God and Jesus Christ is their whole fucking world. I start treating you like shit, and you say, "Oh my God, there's there's a persecution against white Christians in this country, motherfucker! You've been ruling this country." Oh yeah. And if people want to be the way they want to be in a country where you're supposed to be fucking free, <laughs> then fuck off. It's, yeah. it's as simple as that. They're, they're, it, once your religion starts to infringe on other people's rights and starts to persecute, then it's no longer a religion in my, in my, you know, like if you have that as a belief system, then you're deciding to feel like another being is lesser than you. You've made that conscious decision to follow your leader and say that these things are wrong when just rational thought and understanding practicality. Yeah. Understanding love in its most basic senses that you're you're attracted to things you're attracted to. And don't why that type of love is being persecuted and decided to be wrong. That entire person's life, their existence there that they get to live and have thoughts. So they have to feel lesser because some guy wrote a book that people follow. And I mean, I, and again, it just comes, I mean, just comes, comes down to humanity. And I, th- I maybe, maybe it's the way we were raised. I mean, I don't know. My parents always hugged me and said they loved me and stuff like that. And it always just, you know, they taught me just to be nice to people. And I just, I guess it just, it, maybe I'm just a fucking pussy or something, but I just, no, it's behavior. I, I, I don't, you're a good I don't, person. that's all it is. You're not a pussy. I feel, I feel, I feel bad for somebody that can't, I, I just, I don't. There's just no reason I would ever want to make anybody... I mean, in high school, you know, I'd have little cliques and I'd pick on people and be, like, a douchebag and shit like that. But, like, at this point, I've grown... Yeah, but I've grown into the type of person where, like, I don't... It makes me feel terrible when anybody... Like, I know people who have been disowned by their families because they're gay. I know people who have been disowned by their families because um, their mother is white and his father... This particular person I'm thinking of, his father is black, so everybody on the white side of his family has disowned him. And her, his mother, you know what I mean? Like it's just, I don't. Again, it just comes down to how do you, how you really want to be treated. Like just just because maybe there's there's a majority of people that happen to be what's the word I'm looking for? Is it psi? I don't know or whatever or cisgender people or not? I'm sorry, like people people. I'm sorry, I'm probably using the wrong words, but cisgender. Um, I don't want to say like straight, you know, just because the majority of people are like, oh, men are attracted to women. The majority of people are like that doesn't mean that that should be an exclusionary belief, because the fact is people that aren't like that are among us, whether you fucking like it or not. And again, like it just it's such a simple thing. This is America, right? We don't need to get into like what freedom means or whatever, but essentially freedom to be whoever the fuck you are. And if you're not hurting anybody Again, yeah. Like, you, you ever, don't steal my property. Don't hurt my family. Don't do anything that's going to hurt me, and I will be fucking right there with you, yeah. no matter what. I mean, because I just you there's know. there's scales in everything, you know, yeah. like the and even you look back on autism. Um, Asperger's is just was created by the Nazis to decide which of the uh, on the autism scale were of working order. So if you were at, they created Asperger's to say they can work the minds essentially. And like, but it's all autism on a scale of not very autistic to very autistic. You know, that's just the way it is. And I mean, 
I don't know how you, well, all right. In terms of like how it's an economic benefit, like whether they can work or not is fucked up. But having yeah. a scale to determine levels of autism sounds useful in a medical yeah, yeah. type of scenario. And But but that was like, that's just known is that there's there's a scale of, yeah. of, of level of autism. And that at a certain level, it's now working autism. So they could put them in the minds. But that that's the way the minds work. So minds work yeah. is that you know it's with sexuality as well you know there, it's oh was just i totally misinterpreting that i'm sorry you were i thought you were saying minds like work them in the minds i was but then i tried to transition and i said minds again gotcha oh i fucked mind. up that was good flow i'm sorry sean <laughs> it's okay. i'm sorry listeners the few of you but in the minds uh you know there's the, there's a sexual uh uh scale as well yeah, you know the, sure. the extreme heterosexual to the extreme uh pan uh, not even pan asexual which would be not attracted to anything. Sure. And so it just runs the I have the friends gamut. like that. And I think I have friends like that. You just have to be able to understand that it, it's all over the place, you know, and that if you happen to be on one side of the scale to the other, it doesn't mean any difference, really. You're like, be happy, be you, do you, seems like one of the most, you know, within reason, there's age limits and times mm-hmm. when people aren't fully developed, but you should be able to love who you want in your adult years and not be persecuted for it anymore in this world. It's painfully obvious through science that we are beyond the idea that there's some kind of sinful action happening for, yeah, that's like a learned behavior or it's, uh, yeah, you're going to have heterosexual or or cisgender children coming from two, you know, homosexual parents. Yeah. And that's not going to even piss off the homosexual parents or anything. It's just because they have children. They just love their children no matter what. That's another, that's another thing. I just can't wrap my fucking head around being a father. Like there is no fucking way in hell that I could not love my son. However, he turns out gay or straight or whatever. There's no way in hell. There's, there just isn't, I don't, and, and to me, it comes down to it's it's the way people are raised. It really is. I I, I think, I think, the effect that be certain behaviors from adults around children at certain periods of their lives, when their minds are like sponges, when they're when they're trying to learn human behavior and you know societal behavior uh, at daycare around other adults and you know out there in society, and you witness traumatizing things. I think it can really sort of turn your brain off to a lot of i guess I, I guess a lot of like sensitivities when trying to deal with with people and their emotions um like again my parents always just surrounded me with love all the time and that's all i know it's behavior you know what i mean and yeah. and i feel like if you if you're somebody who who was who was growing up like seeing violence or um you know being having things drilled into your head, like, you know, homosexuality is a sin or like, you know, like certain Christian beliefs that we were just talking about. I, 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 I guess I'm just saying I can understand how you become a product of that environment. Oh, and, for sure. And, and, and it's full so, subscription but, but how do you, but how do you, I mean, how do you break through something like that? How do you break through something that is just ingrained in people from the very start, from the time they're kids? Like, this is what my parents always taught me. This is all I know. And how do you get past that myopic? At some point, you gotta. At some point, you gotta say goodbye to the adult. Like once the mind is set in its behaviors, it needs to make it a conscious decision to want to change those behaviors. Yeah. Whereas what we could do, or what as a society could do, is set up families to be better for the for the kids coming up. You know, it's not like leave these education adults. systems too. Education just systems, just try at because daycare for lower income areas. Yeah, I know. Would be huge. Cheaper daycare too. I mean. Again, yeah, universal would make a perfect yeah. sense, but you know it is what it is. But a way for every kid to have a nice, like baseline, uh, religion-free, 
education full, STEM, you know, like... My son goes to a church daycare, but... It is what it is. They, they basically sing songs. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, they just play with blocks and stuff and hey. do activities and... You know... Whatever, I, we need to... We need to... We're, again, it's... There should be more options, but that's what we have. You yeah. know what I mean? And Daycare should be like everything. Because I like, like we're, we've been talking about it's behaviorism and it's from day one when kids are sponges and they, if their family, even if it's just a, 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 a pair of parents that have two taxing jobs that require yeah. them to be a little bit more on edge at night. Now they, the, the kid is going to grow up thinking that's normal all the yeah. time. And that's like, well, that's what I'm going to expect. And then they're fine with it. And they're on edge all the time and anxiety boosts even more every generation that's interesting studying like economic anxieties that sort of um are like the like the children experience economic anxieties like vicariously through their parents they do and how that that'd be an interesting study and how they adopt those mindsets as they get older yeah yeah i sure man i could see that i mean again that's capitalism fuck yeah my friend jordan would oh my god he would know that that dude that dude knows what's up when it comes to like capitalism taking advantage of people, well, I'm not saying he's a proponent of it. I'm saying that he understands <laughs> a lot of it and like the nitty gritty. Well, I, well, I'll say this because we're rounding out close to yeah, an hour. Wrap now, it up here. Um, that the next one we do together, let's do a, a Reaganomics deep dive. Okay, that's whew, that'll be a lot of studying while I have a newborn screaming at me. But I'll do my best. I do have lunch breaks at work. No, no, no. It's going to be a little bit. So, like, we'll yeah, do it over it'll be time. months. Yeah, we'll still cram it right week. September before. or October. What's today? July 16th. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but my it, kid, my wife's full term in less than a week. So, anytime after that, I think he's going to be here. So, wow. Yeah, it's going to be soon. Well, and then by the time, probably, I mean, we're going to a wedding at the end of October. So, I got to have shit good to go by then. So, well, hopefully, you, sometime in October. We'll make some time, but that'll <laughs> be the next one. We'll try and do Reaganomics. <laughs> Do some deep dive on that. I'd like to do the economics of things. And Sean will do do some little tidbits here and there. Yeah, I'm going to try and stay current with a lot of uh, the natural disasters happening around the world that people aren't and, aware and of. Disclaimer, not all viewpoints held by Sean are held by me. Yeah, that, what he's saying is that like he's not always correct, but we get it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, shit, episode eight. It's been fun. Yep. i got to go home and work on my house some more and see my, my family and my wife. Oh, enjoy. My wife. I've got to take a piss, so press uh, that button for that yeah. tune. Yeah. <laughs> got to yell about Biden. Oh, fuck that guy. Yeah. Don't fist bump murderers. Ugh.